Hey everyone, Kyle and Sean here, back with Cutting Through the Noise, Destination Marketing. Today we talk retention. And in this episode, we talk about lifetime value, cohort analysis, customer acquisition costs, and those are just some of the acronyms that exist in the marketing world. And just like that, here we are, Sean, we're back with Cutting Through the Noise, Destination Marketing Edition, Retention Framework episode. Back in the saddle. Back in the saddle, here we are. Um, so this week we're talking about retention, a very important, sometimes overlooked uh, piece of the framework, of the marketing framework, acquisition, activation, retention, referral, revenue. So third on the list, we talked last episode about converting website visitors, and now we're talking about what to do once those website visitors have actually done what you want, converted, purchased, inquired, traveled to your destination, booked a ticket. Yeah, I mean, you know, you do all that work to, to get people and, you know, you get them to buy something, they book a ticket, they go on this great excursion, and then, you know, a lot of people just move on to the uh, to the next target. I yeah. Gonna, I was going to say the next market. That sounds a little awkward. But, you know, and then they kind of move on. But you have to remember, you spent all that time, you, you, you got them into your – into your web, um, you got to keep them around. That, that's right. uh, from there. It, it's kind of uh, recurring revenue almost. For sure, yeah. Thinking about it from like you said, you, a lot of times you'll go back to the beginning. Okay, we got them to take our action. Now let's optimize our Facebook ads to reach new users and new targets. And those statistics can be really intoxicating. Oh, we've increased new users by two hundred percent to our website. We've got, you know, our form submissions have increased twenty five percent. And if you spend 90% of your time focused on those metrics, it can be really exciting and you can always be getting more leads and new users, but forgetting about the all-important retention phase can can mean that you're driving people to a leaking bucket. Exactly. You know, and in our next episode, we're going to talk about referral, um, you know, in the sense of, you know, the, as you retain customers, they're going to be sort of a marketing arm, you know, something in your your toolbox so making sure to retain them and delight them is, is a key part of growth as well yeah i want to talk a little bit about product market fit as it applies to the retention phase specifically um, when you're launching a new marketing campaign and we've done this with clients in the past understanding some important metrics about your existing customers before you you sort of invest tens of thousands hundreds of thousands millions, potentially millions of dollars in advertising is do you have a product that your customers really love, like truly love? And some ways to measure that, at least from a you know, kind of a hand wavy point of view is would your customers be pissed if you went away? So some things if you're a destination marketing firm um, to, to ask yourself, do you have people that visit and love their experience? They go online, they give you five stars, uh, you talk to them, you talk to tourists, you talk to people coming in to the airport for the first time. Do they, or maybe leaving the airport for the first time, have they just loved their experience? And if the answer isn't an overwhelming yes, there might be some work to, to be done on the experience side. Um, would your customers be truly upset if they just could not visit there ever again? If the answer is not an overwhelming yes, you might have some work to do. Um, a less hand wavy metric that, that, that we sometimes use and, and talk a lot about is cohort analysis. So looking at your 
aggregate visitors of all time, okay, of all the visitors that have ever visited Austin, Texas, um, our average is 4.75 stars. And, you know, let's just say it's on TripAdvisor or wherever. One thing you could do and you probably should do is figure out, well, do customers from the 65 plus age group, are they having a better experience than folks in the 21 to 35 age group? And then identifying of those cohorts, like where is their opportunity to improve the experience? Because just like you said, um, you know, recurring revenue is a repeat visitor in destination marketing. And I think, you know, it's sort of that next step after a few things we talked about in terms of, you know, user experience on your website, just in terms of getting to um, the purchase point, you know, how they're interacting with the site, how long they're staying, page views, clicks, um, engagement. So this is kind of the next step. So they've, you know, they made it through your amazing website. The UX was amazing. And so now they're sort of experiencing um, your product um, yeah. and hoping to kind of realize that value proposition. So if they're not, uh, you know, enjoying it, that's, you know, basically like a, you know, a bounce. Right. Um, and I think, you know, with some of our clients, maybe not tourism, but, you know, from an e-commerce standpoint, you know, the way that we kind of look at, you know, are they enjoying the product is half of it is, you know, reviews online, things they're saying on social media, but also um, sort of the lapsed customer metric um, in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, your most satisfied customers are buying once a month. Um, and then you start to see that, you know, you have an overwhelming amount of customers who haven't purchased in 90 days, haven't purchased in 180 days, you know, and that means that either they weren't satisfied with the product or they found a better product, a better deal elsewhere. I think the same can be true of sort of tourism. Yeah. Yeah, to that point, e-commerce, destination marketing, you spend money in that activation stage. And a lot of times the cost of customer acquisition, so the cost that it takes in marketing dollars to acquire a new customer for an e-commerce site or to acquire a visitor to come to your destination uh, is a fixed cost. So let's say it's $200 to, you know, it, to encourage somebody to visit, they book a flight and then they, they arrive at your destination. That number is fixed. So that's just a $200 cost per acquisition. If you can, you know, that's for a new user. If that user returns three times or 10 times, like that initial customer acquisition cost, your return on that initial investment just increases dramatically, exponentially, the longer you can retain them or get them coming back. Yeah, and that's why if, if you look at it as sort of a one and done scenario, then, you know, the financials aren't always going to work out. Right. Um, you know, and if you're striving for to make money on one sort of conversion, um, mm -hmm. that's <clears throat> probably not going to work out in your favor. Yeah. Lifetime um, value of customer, a metric that you might want to understand. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, it's something like destination marketing and tourism. I think, you know, being somebody's go-to, I mean, people travel forever. Right. Um, and even if it's a small thing, it's a, you know, small trip, a weekend getaway, they're always going to go back to the same source if they 100% believe in it and, and it, it's a fit for them. The flip side of that is there's a lot of competition. Right. Plenty of options exactly. to travel. Yep. Um, well, it's worth noting, I think, on the episode about retention, so switching gears a little bit uh, on the software side and what software does to retain users and to retain customers. 
uh, while it's not directly related to destination marketing, I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from some of the powerhouse companies in the world that do this, that clearly have data that shows that it works. Things like Facebook. Um, thinking about it from a point of view, if you were to log into Facebook for the first time ever, try to remember you know that moment when you first logged in and saw some newsfeed stuff going on. And if you had a bad experience and never logged back in, and what's Facebook at now? A couple billion users? Let's say two billion people logged in once. Like everybody could kind of high five about that and say, wow, we got two billion users to create an account. However, that company is worth not much money at all, maybe zero dollars <laughs> or bankrupt if those users don't continue to log back in. So when you get messages in your inbox or from a notification that says, you've been tagged in a photo, Sean, like try to ignore that message. Try not to log back in yeah. to Facebook. They are brilliant. Uh, and some might say uh, corrupt, like they're some of the only ones that can get away with this to, to push notifications to your phone that let you know like you have to log in to like detag yourself or something along those lines. And they have the power to do it. Um, but it's a lesson to be learned in they've mastered the art of coming back, revisiting the app, logging in, checking what's going on. That's a new experience every time you log in. So thinking about that with repeat visitors, what's their experience the first time? And what might their experience be the second time and the third time and the 200th time? It has to be, you know, unique in the sense that you know, and that's where personalization comes into play. That's where landing pages come into play. It's where creative email, um, you know, becomes a big asset is, you know, if you yeah. really are, are strong at what you do, um, then people are going to expect something a little personalized and a little different each, each time they visit. Yeah. On the marketing side, automation, you know, in the retention phase, I feel like with our clients, we, we tend to do a lot of automation, but it's usually a lot of it happens after they become a customer. It's not, For sure. you know, oh, we, we're really, we're sending 50 emails before you buy. It's, we're sending hyper-segmented emails after you're a customer to let you know that we've got, we think you might be interested in this. Here's some things that, you know, we based on your product purchasing history, you'll be into. Yeah, something that we do for one client is um, we send a, I don't know, email goes out on the one-year anniversary of their first purchase um, on the site yeah. and, uh, you know, offers them a, the $5 coupon. I think that could be sort of a really interesting thing on the destination marketing side is, you know, have an automatic email go out on the anniversary of somebody's first trip and yeah. it'd be very personal. And it's like, Hey, remember that trip to Costa Rica, um, on January 20th, 2019 and share some, you know, photos of Costa Rica or have a really personalized, like this was the hotel they visited. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and then just be like, oh, and here's some other trips you may be interested in. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a unique way. And, you know, you know that you're one of very few people that is getting an email on February 20th, 2020. Right. Um, because that was the day that you, you kind of went on your trip through sort of this, uh, this website. So that's kind of just a unique way to make people feel like, hey, I know this is automated and that somebody didn't push send, but at the same time, it's still personalized to me. Yeah. Have you heard that story about the restaurant that uses the different colored napkins depending on how many times you've been into the restaurant? Rings a bell. It's something like, and I won't, and I'll probably butcher this story, but that a restaurant, you know, the management says, okay, if, when when the host seats the the customer, 
they'll ask, oh, have you been in before? And if they answer yes, it's a red napkin. If they answer no, it's a white napkin. And the entire experience is catered based on the color napkin. So if then the waitress arrives or waiter arrives and sees that, okay, they've got a red napkin, they've been in before, they don't sort of have to say, welcome to, you know, Chotsky's. This is, <laughs> my name's Sarah, and we're going to be... Our plates are to share. Right, yeah. right. They sort of say, oh, you know, I, I hear you've been in before, even though they ha- don't have to connect with the host to have that conversation. You've been in before, you know, so you're familiar with the family style. What I might recommend, and this is a popular thing for folks who, who have been in a couple times, is this select menu and that type of conversation. Um, and there was some data behind it, but you know the retention goes through the roof and they immediately uh, become evangelists, which we'll talk about in the referral stage. Yeah, I like that. And then maybe they like haze the people who haven't been in before. Right. Just be like, why haven't you come in before? You have to wear this hat. Yeah. Yeah. Where they like write on the hat. Those restaurants are awful. I would never, I would, I would be so scared <laughs> of those. Um, well, that's, you know, that, I think that covers the retention phase from a really kind of a helicopter view. There's a ton of different things you can do per vertical, but as we talk about destination marketing, the opportunity to delight people who have already been, I think is a huge opportunity for folks that, that is sort of untapped. And I, I think it's something that's not incredibly difficult either. And, right. and it doesn't require a lot of you know, effort from a, and you just don't have to overthink it. It's, you know, remind people of, of why they picked you in the first place and why they invested, you know, what could be a substantial amount of, of cash in you. Um, and, yeah. you know, you, you'll be good to go. It's just, just can't have it fall off the radar. Just assume that people are going to be loyal um, when there's so much noise. Yeah. And you might find, too, that there's a certain demographic that repeat visits more than others. Like those are good metrics that probably places like analytics could tell you and, uh, you know, even some hotel surveys could probably deliver you. Here's a demographic that is most likely to to return. So you think about that cost of customer acquisition that we talked about. It costs $200. Well, maybe it costs $100 to acquire, you know, a user that or the same 200 But if you could, if the pie is bigger at like the 45 to 65 or 45 to 55 age bracket, meaning it cost me $200 to acquire those users, but they're much more likely to repeat visit. Expend your marketing budget there first, yeah. perhaps. At the same time, you know, maybe it costs you $2,000 to acquire a 30-year-old, but in 35 years when they're retired and all of a sudden they're using you five, six, seven times a yeah. year, that's also going to pay off. I know that's a, a long revenue projection number, but you have to think about you know, that way too. When you talk about lifetime, you also have to t- think about lifelong. Um, right as well literally lifetime <laughs> customer lifetime. that's it okay cutting through the noise signing off all right we're going to retain you coming up next referral marketing <laughs>